Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, the word is out. They're going to talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know. Pieces to deep fried tacos. And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say, There's no telling where the guys will take you. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice, cause we already warned you. Better watch out, it's gonna ruin the plot. Real spoilers. Real spoilers. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 652, A Suicide Squad. (laughs) I mean, you know. I was really curious how he would handle this since he always adds these and takes these away from things. I'm like, but there has been a Suicide Squad, and this is the Suicide Squad. You can't work harder than that to trick me, man. (laughs) I know. There it is. Do you, though? I don't know. No. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, I guess let's uh, let's go around the table, and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. And we have a uh, guest today joining us from the Epic Film Guys podcast. It's Justin. Hey, Justin. How's it going? Yeah. I'm... I'm I'm doing very very well. I'm super excited to be here. We're talking about the Suicide Squad, not to be confused with. That's right, Suicide Squad. <laughs> I know you guys know what I'm talking about, but it appears that a lot of people, normal GA people, are kind of confused about this. I saw someone this morning being like, "Uh, should I see this movie? Is it a sequel? Is it a remake? Is it a reboot?" I'm just like, "Go see it. Yes, just go yes. see it." Yeah, I mean, it's, to, answer, to answer the questions. Yes, it's, it's all of those things. It's so crazy because you know we live this stuff and we all know what this is and we've known yeah. for years that it's coming out and this and that. And then you look at the box office and people are trying to figure stuff out and it's like, wow, there's still people that are like, what, what is this? And yeah. it, you know, it's mind blowing when you're. That's why you have to sometimes step back and think with box office or anything. Like you, you live on film Twitter. You <laughs> right. live eat, breathe, and sleep this stuff. And like general audiences, they need a clear picture. Of but, what... you know, you used to see this kind of stuff all the time in movies. What do you mean? Like, okay, there's like five Magnificent Seven Oh, movies, sure, sure, sure. Right? <laughs> and it's like, and then the first one, Yule Brenner's back, but nobody else is. But that's because, they, they mean, spoiler, they all died. <laughs> um, but then, like, then Yule Brenner leaves, and they bring in, like, George Kennedy. <laughs> and, like, it's just, that's just how it is. 
shut your pie hole, America. <laughs> Deal with it. Like, and so, like, people weren't as wrapped up in that stuff back oh, then. Oh, yeah. You know? Nah, like, it's a different beast now. We'll yeah, get into it. it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, uh, before we get into the movie itself, uh, shameless plugs, don't forget uh, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Uh, you can also find us on the Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. Uh, while you're there, like the page, join the group. We call the group League of Show Shares because we're hoping you'll share an episode. People who were kind enough to share an episode this week, I have to say, I might have missed some people because <laughs> the Facebook was not working properly. When oh. I would click on who shared it, it would flash it for a split second and then close it. Oh. And so I did my so best. You just do it real quick. You just looked. You're like, I yeah, think that's I had a- to, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 50. You know, like that's, <laughs> you put your readers on. Yeah. Well, I always have my readers on now. <laughs> you like, have a choice. Yeah. They're, they're, like they've gone from readers to just glasses. You need the kind like when people are in, like, especially in a movie where they're inspecting a diamond and they do another one and yeah. another one and another one. <laughs> Tom's like on the fifth level. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, here are people who were kind enough to share an episode this week. Michael Tonkovic, Ralph Tribble, Gabriel Lugo, Chris Williams, Tammy Sherman Powers, Heather Sachs, a.k.a. Jeanette, Colby Mack, Binge Movies. I don't know what I did. I typed here benign movies. Mm. Thanks, autocorrect. But the Movie <laughs> Journey podcast, Mike, Mike, and Oscar, Ken Holtzhauser, Feel and Film, Kathy Woods, Matt Naglia, Chris Wilson, Invasion of the Remake, Ryan Terry from the Forza Crowd podcast, Geek to Me Radio, and In Session Film. So thank you very much for sharing an episode. And finally, uh, don't forget we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where you get all sorts of bonus content and you help us out. And we just added a new episode there. So, yes. So there. I guess there's all that. Let's dig in to A Suicide Squad. <laughs> okay. I enjoyed this movie overall. All right. Thank a, you. Well, I that's had a good it. time okay. with it, Tom. Thanks for joining us, Justin. <laughs> here, here is the... This is, <laughs> We're wrapping up. One of the things that I realized is that Marvel has figured out the formula, right? So they hire these directors. You bring James Gunn on to do the wacky Guardians of the Galaxy. You, yeah. We've talked about it before. Sure. But Kevin Feige has had... I will use the word stranglehold on that MCU where those movies are tight and they do what they, you know. Well, there's a cohesive nature yeah. even yes. though they're different genres. And, and thus far, hat tip. Yes, right? Like exactly. That stranglehold is working. Has worked. Yeah. You know, and. Both pr- both commercially and creatively. In correct. Opinion. Yes. Where Warner Brothers has hired, I, I, I'm hesitant to use the word auteur. But that's kind of what they were trying to do, right? Like, so we're going to get Zack Snyder and do his version of the DC. We're going to. So you know. here's what happened: they hired Johnny Resnick because they like the Goo Goo Dolls, <laughs> and they said, "Do whatever you want." And right. Johnny Resnick says, "You know, we used to be a metal band." <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. That's what happened. Yes, they got a metal band. Yes, they that's they it. thought they bought Iris. Right. And they got Dream Warriors. Yes. Oh, wow. Well done. Yeah. With the Dream Warriors. Ooh, yeah. baby. Rocking with Dokken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know that wasn't the song they do. I forget what the song they there are no, but Goo Goo Dolls as a metal band yes. did a, did a nightmare on Elm Street soundtracks. So I believe you're right. So this is James Gunn's trauma. Yeah, like they trauma. Yeah, they thought yeah. they hired they hired the Marvel guy. They got the trauma guy. Right, and so much so that the trauma guy is in this movie. And it's somewhere Toxic Avengers in the movie because if you read the credits, they cite Toxic Avenger. They oh, did they the really? Credits. I couldn't find oh, it. Oh, did he really? But somewhere there must be a clip or something. Now and, I need to see this movie a third time. Yeah. <laughs> 
if you're a fan of James Gunn and you've seen his filmography and you go all the way back and you see the stuff that that he's worked on, you know, for Trauma and then yeah. even like Slither and, and Super and, and Super and that yeah. stuff and and you you know what kind of filmmaker he is and then you know, I think a lot of people are just familiar with Guardians and those right. are great movies, but what you have to understand is James Gunn has these sensibilities and always has had this type of movie that he Guardians loves. is the unusual Right example on his oh, resume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Absolutely, it's just yes. the one that made all the money. Right, and it's, and, I, and the know. fact that I mean, they it's like if all you know is more than words by extreme, <laughs> you're gonna be in for a rude awakening <laughs> if when you, you go if to you the like, concert. Uh, Mr. Big, and you know that one song, right? You're gonna be in for a uh, rude awakening. Then yeah. they're gonna play "Addicted to That Rush," which <laughs> is my jam. It's a good song. Yeah, Justin, this is not a music podcast, but obviously there is a love for music here. So just just Listen, you are on a movie. I, I podcast. needed to brush up my history a little bit. I mean, I played in bands for half of my life, but I'm a little bit lost here, guys. I'm like, well, Whoa, again, where I'm are we 50. going? I'm, I'm talking about '80s hair bands right now. I missed the metal, good, and yeah, Justin's like, am I here to discuss the soundtrack to Suicide Squad? I didn't Which, know. What. I won't even lie, I barely paid attention to. So don't even ask. <laughs> okay. But so I, I love what they did here because we all know James Gunn is a competent filmmaker. Yeah. And oh, he's, yeah. He's made some great films. Uh, you know, he set the tone for the MCU. Remember when Guardians came out mm-hmm. and then every other movie goes, let's be like Guardians with yeah. the humor. Oh, we and the, funny. Oh, yeah. 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 But it's like they he really once Guardians hit all the movies started to feel mm-hmm. like Guardians and it's and it's worked for them commercially. Uh, and obviously they still are putting out successful films. And and so anyway, uh, you know, he gets let go from. Marvel, that whole debacle that we don't have to get back into, and DC snags him up. And what a brilliant move that is. And they say, do your thing. We're hiring James Gunn. We're, he's not a, a craftsman. They're not saying, well, we have this whole thing and this idea, and you're going to come in because you are just you know how to direct. I mean, no. They said, you come in, and you do what you want with these characters, whichever characters. They told him he could yeah. use anybody. And as you see, especially the main characters in this movie, you're like, who the hell? What? Right. And, <laughs> well, and he, he used anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, didn't he say, I want the stupidest characters yeah. Yeah. in the DC universe? And that's what he, he got. He said, yeah. I want to find... I, paraphrasing like the lamest silliest characters yeah. but make you care about them and by god he makes you care about rat catcher 2 and polka dot man not really well <laughs> he attempted to okay yeah. but anyway well joe didn't <laughs> like it apparently i didn't know i didn't but, say that i it, this 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 is blo- this is a bloated movie this does not need to be as long as it is i d- the uh, the idea of the suicide squad has, and we get this in the first 15 minutes of this movie is these villains are expendable, right? Like that's and they gave it to you. They did, but I don't need Ratcatcher 2's backstory. I don't. <sighs> I don't need Polka Dot. I do. I loved it. That's totally it's, like I'm with you. I hear you. And that's, that's the James Gunn heart that he injects into these movies when when they make you care about Yandu. Yandu could have been just another villain. Yandu could have been oh the bad guy trying to catch Star Lord. We talked about it like with Jungle Cruise. I wish Jungle Cruise did more of what Guardians did yeah. with like oh the Guardians are doing this thing. There's a big bad, but also Yandu wants to get Star Lord back. You know the the multiple chases going on. But by God, by Guardians 2 especially. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they made you care about Yondu, who did not, you didn't need to care about him. Like, you could say the same thing about Yondu. But you had Idris Elba, you had uh, John Cena, you had Margot Robbie, right? So those are, to me, those are your three people that were, were, and and King Shark, voiced by Sylvester Stallone. Uh, Is he not doing the mocap? 
I was curious. I bet oh, he's not. Probably not. I bet he's. I not. didn't see any pictures of him. On no, the set, so a, I don't think so. No, there's a on the set photos. There's a. I didn't know who he was, but like they took a picture and like Sean Gunn's in there and the guy doing King Shark in a big suit that's built gotcha. up and everything. It's not. Yeah. So like when they add Ratcatcher two, who is just like I mean again they should have got Carl Weathers to do the mocap. Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> When they add your like your, when your core team shows up and Rick Flag, yeah. who I gotta say, I I went back and watched like clips of of Joel Kinnaman in the first one. Yeah. He's a hundred percent better. He has that. a completely different accent. Well, like even his his cadence and everything is different in that. It's, but it's, it's not. It's but crazy how. Di- but you. But it is like this is a sequel to that movie. When but you. But when. But it's it, not. But it is. But it's when not. you bring back the same actors no, playing the same character, it is. This is a sequel to that movie. No, I could. I. I think that we could probably, if we wanted to waste time on it, we could delve into easily ten, twenty different movies that different actors come in and play the same character. Or, but uh, it's the same actor playing the same character. It's no, no, Joel, no. It's Joel Kim as Rick Flag, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, Jay, Jay Courtney as okay. Boomerang. What is Evil Dead Two? What is Batman Returns? I mean. Batman Think of it this is, way: that that that's not a sequel. It's that, just another. Whoa, 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 whoa! Are you? What do you mean? Batman Returns isn't a sequel. <laughs> you better listen sequel. to Justin. The Justin is a Batman a expert. It's not a sequel. How do you figure? Um, it, um, based on what Tim Burton has said, based on the script, based on watching the actual movie, it's just another telling of these characters in this world. Exactly. These That's are, the way the same way I'm looking at the Suicide These are comic squad. books. Like, you can tell, like, there are storylines in comic books that don't have anything to do. I mean, obviously, you know us. I'm not trying to educate you. But from my point of view, you can make a new story and you can even introduce, I mean, let's, in this universe, use the Joker, for instance. Like, what's his origin? You know, like, you can, there doesn't have to be a through line just because you're using the same character in the same universe. And to me, this movie is not a sequel. James Gunn said he didn't even watch the first movie. So how could he, the right, but yeah. how could he, the writer and Lucky director, <laughs> how can the writer and director make a, what you call a sequel if he never watched the first movie? He wrote the thing. So it's not. He just used okay. some of the same actors. It, I mean, but it, okay. he can't. He doesn't know what happened. You know what I mean? Like you can't. But if I hear you. Okay. Yeah, but you can argue whatever you want to technically call it. But my point is that the character can act and talk different because James Gunn, they said, hey, we want to have some of the same actors. They're good, whatever. Like, you know, we already have a Rick Flag. People liked him. Okay, whatever. Like, use Joel Kinnaman. But he didn't say you have to. He didn't go, well, I better see how he talks and I better oh, no, no, look at his I, outfits. That's like, fair. But because I will say that this is so this movie is definitely closer to the John Ostrander suicide squad comic like yeah. this is almost this is a, a a love letter to that book it's basically the same team like they they the team is hit or miss but it's pretty much the same team characters are wearing like the the guy who the bearded guy in the control room in the comic books yeah. that character exists and he is like the warden of bell reeve oh, okay. or the gal that hits amanda waller with the mallet is also a character <laughs> Oh, in, God, in the comics as well, <laughs> yeah. like so. Though, it's like this. Uh, this is very much yeah. a love letter to the the original, not the original one because that's a different thing. But like the the one that you know of the Suicide Squad. This is like a nice little callback to. And that. James Gunn's a comic book guy. See, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. this is the difference you get where where I feel like when you're. I, I mean, I want to bring. I want to invoke this name without a bunch of crisis going down here but when you get Zack Snyder who I like as a filmmaker in general you know for his past efforts but when you get Zack Snyder in and he brushes up on some comics or gets David Goyer or whoever you know I mean when you get when you're a director and a writer and you're 
forming a vision and you have to do the research it's different than a guy who James Gunn grew he has up a passion for the media with right. comics, and he's like know? roughly the same age I am. So like these were the books that oh, were coming sh- out absolutely. when I was nineteen, twenty, twenty-one years old. Yeah, and, and it you shows know? when you understand yeah. the comics. Like I don't think that when James Gunn takes these characters, he has a deep knowledge and and his you know he knows the history of the characters. Oh, sure, sure. And so he treats them a certain way and especially like some people I read online are like mad that members of the Suicide Squad were killed. And I'm like to your point like why? Well, they, dumb. It's in the title. Because they yeah, right, because right. they see it they because <laughs> they see it as being killed for the shock value and it's like they don't understand what the Suicide Squad well, is. Well yeah, but they that's, were killed for the shock value. That's that's, that's the point. That's the premise. That's what exactly. So that's what I'm that's saying. Like, <laughs> I'd like this porn but we need less. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, so I know. So that's the thing. But I think a lot of those people also are very mad at WB. So it's it's hard to kind of you have to. It's so cr- it, that that argument. Like I was just having this conversation with Tom earlier, where it's just like I don't have that like in me to be angry at WB because <laughs> you know, like if anybody should be angry, it should be me, right? Like they have destroyed my favorite character, and I don't know if we'll ever get that character back. Right, like the Superman that we get have had since two thousand four thirteen is not my character. Right? I can see Justin seething with rage. It's over which there. is like, like I, 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 I'm I totally so used to hearing this. If you are this. into that version of the character, that's great. That's not. And Superman. I'm joking. Justin is not over there seething, but I, I mean, oh uh, no, I mean it's, it's it's just only tattooed right here on yeah. my skin. I mean, but no, for sure. I mean, like uh, I totally understand. That. I mean, for me, I like more than one interpretation of a character, even if they kind of walk the fine line. If it is the purest version or not, but I'm open to interpretation regardless. So I get I it think, though. I think the difference is that like when they do like different interpretations in the comic books, you have generations of Superman stories. You have many different iterations of Superman stories that go down different, whether it's Red Sun or what, whatever. If but, one doesn't work, you're like, ah, okay. Yeah. And but, you move to the next. But there's yeah. so few like film versions that right. like, and it's kind of the, the, the struggle we always have with DC when they, you know, they, they haven't earned the right yet. Like, get it right in the first version, and then you can start playing around the edges. Like, now that Marvel's going to be like, well, you know, maybe someone else gets to be Black Panther, or we could have three Captain Americas. Like, okay, but you don't start that. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. That's not your starting point. Right. They hadn't earned that. But 12, 15 years in on an amazing run, They've earned the right to play with that or like with what if what coming if, up. Yeah. If they had started with what if, they'd be like, who who gives a crap? You can't do what if if you don't even know what right. is. Yeah. No, the, totally. The, the yeah. Whole th- That's profound. <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, Kevin, quote Kevin Brackett. Yeah. But th- that's the thing. that They've earned it. And I, after watching this movie, and I'm not saying... I am not saying every single movie needs to be the Suicide Squad. Well, in that, DC. Th- this is my fear now. This, well, well, I know, but see, when when Christopher Nolan, but you can't blame this movie for that. No, 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 absolutely yeah. not. But but when Christopher Nolan made The Dark Knight, every movie right. became The Dark Knight, right? And that's a Batman thing. The Dark Knight is perfect for Batman. For Batman, and so every movie can't be the Suicide Squad. But James Gunn is a good enough filmmaker, and he has proven himself with Guardians, with with this film now, mm-hmm. where I hope. They consider him to be the next Feige and get DC back on track. Yeah, it would sounds not, like it. It would not surprise me. They've if, already. If I mean, they bring him in basically as their showrunner. Yeah. I mean, know. this movie wasn't even released, and they're like, "Yeah, do a whole series with John Cena based on just what we've seen." Yeah, I mean, it, so I really, really hope that they don't. 
hopefully, I mean, it's new management. That, 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 WB, is, my, that is my fear, right? To, to your point, is because the Dark Knight smashed, like, everything, with the exception of yeah. Iron Man, like, smashed everything, right? Like, so they doubled down on that tone. So my fear is that the, this James Gunn tone, which I don't think any other filmmakers can capture. But I, but I, Ica, get, I get your fear, maybe, but, yeah. but I would argue I think James Gunn, especially now, yeah. is mature enough. To know that not every story needs that tone because he gets that's the true. comics. That's and so he wouldn't. That's fair. He yeah. wouldn't make a Superman movie like this. He might have Superman pop up in a movie like this for a gag, you know. Which I and, thought. Which honestly, at the end of this movie, I thought that's what we were going to get. Yes, yeah, so if they don't know who is going to be their Superman, so they can't. I guess that's true. You know, but because <laughs> um, they're in such disarray, right? But you know, comic book nerd moment. My big my disappointment with Suicide Squad. There's such an obvious character to put in Suicide Squad. Well. An obvious unknown character, which is what he wants, yeah. right? Who's that? Resurrection Man. I mean, that would be brilliant. Like, you put a Resurrection <laughs> Man in Suicide Squad because he can't die. Right, right, and right. And that has my, my, probably my single favorite comic book moment is in the Resurrection Man series. And I think, <laughs> uh, was it, did, I, 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 he crossed over with Hitman, the Garth Ennis Yeah, so Ennis it could have been Garth Ennis. And I'm pretty sure Garth Ennis wrote it, where they're... John McRae, they're, was the oh, artist. They're you told us yeah, this one time. Yeah, they're trapped in a, like in a, in a gunfight, like behind a bar or something, and, he, and the Hitman tur- turns to Resurrection Man, and the Resurrection Man's gimmick is every time he dies, he comes back to life, but he comes back with a different power. Right. And Hitman's like, what do you got? And he's like, he's like, what's your power right now? And he's like, oh, I, I, I can... I'm, I can turn invisible. He's like, we have no need for that. <laughs> Boom. Shoots him right in the head. And then he's like, <laughs> he comes back. He's like, what do you got now? He's like, uh, I can shoot flowers out of my. <laughs> nope. Boom. And like, there's like a whole page. Yes. It's like of a panel just after panel, panel after panel after panel of him just killing him. And then finally he's like, I can shoot lasers out of my eyes. That we <laughs> that, can use. Yeah. Like, That's a great <laughs> gag. That, yeah. is, that is really I honestly, good. the. Uh, while we were watching this the first time, because I had to watch this twice, because I'm sitting with your buddies and we were talking the entire time. Uh, what happened? We were t- we were sitting with I was sitting with my buddies and we were watching it. But oh, we're also, like we, ha- we don't see. you know. Uh, you should have just recorded it. And I we know we should have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. here, take this. Yeah. Uh, is Guy Gardner? Like Guy Guy Gardner to me is if they're going to do a Green Lantern, that is the Guy Gardner. That is the Green Lantern you put with James Gunn. Yeah. Is that version? Of I the told Green Katie Lantern. that yesterday. I said she was talking about. Green Lantern movies, you know, maybe we'll do that. I'm like James Gunn's Green Lantern. That's what I. I don't know about that, but at least have, let him give him the guy guard because there's so many. But I, still, but I still think it comes back to they haven't earned it. They got to do yeah. Green Lantern right before right. they can give you the goofy. <laughs> yeah. True, right, true, right? Like true. This, so, but we should talk about the movie itself. Yeah. We should. So, the, I mean, this is it's a pretty simple plot for the most part. We are reintroduced to. Uh, a version of the Suicide Squad. It's a little bit the same, but it's a little bit different. You've got, uh, like we said, Jai Courtney comes back as as Captain Boomerang, but then you've got like Pete Davidson, and you've got Nathan Fillion as TDK, who is a new character for this movie. I had to do some serious research because I was like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> uh, I mean, but that's what everyone says, and Harley asks the question for you. Like, yeah, that's right, what's right, great. Right. Everyone's like, who TDK? What does that you've stand got, for? Yeah, uh, Javelin. You've got the Weasel. So you've got this really a hodgepodge of yeah. 
villains. And of course, they they walk on the beach. Michael Rooker. That's how this movie yeah. opens. Is Michael. Rooker. I liked this. I liked that they they gave you an audience surrogate to follow, even though you knew he wasn't going to be the main character. But everything is shown from Michael Rooker's perspective, right. and yeah. so you get to see how they enlist some list one of these villains, what they go through. They give you the exposition dump through them saying, "Well, we're going to take ten years off your," which I thought was which is much better than what they did in the first. But it's one. quick. I mean, he does what? He does the exposition drop in ten minutes, in, five minutes, in two minutes. I yeah, mean, it's it, pretty quick. It, it, yeah. So we were reintroduced to Rick Flag, uh, Joel Kinnaman's character, and we don't know what the mission is, but they they are storming a beach basically, and we find out that Pete Davidson has sold them all out, and within five minutes, Pete Davidson's face uh, is all over the screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm not even kidding. Like <laughs> James Gunn, uh, given the opportunity to do a rated R movie, took complete advantage yeah. yes. of it. Which was one of his uh, stipulations. He said, Which if I do sense. this for you, it's going to be rated R. And, you know, he get he got to make the movie that he wanted, and that's apparent. Yes. Yeah. So what happens here is this Suicide Squad, this team, uh, is demolished. Yeah. I mean, like, not even kidding. And From he, every, Mongal gets blown up in a helicopter fire. We do lose Jay Courtney uh, as Captain Boomerang. Who what about was Jai Courtney? Is that what it is, Jai or Jay? I think so. Thank God. <laughs> well, he was not, I mean, we didn't really get enough of him in Wait, this Wait, are movie, you happy but... about uh, him correcting the pronunciation <laughs> or the character of being killed? No, I'm just glad that I got to see him brutally murdered on yeah. screen. No, actually, Fair. I'll be straight yeah. up. I've, I've always been a detractor for that man in general and anything that he's in, even though in the previous Suicide Squad, I was like, all right, he's not that bad but here i was like okay cool kill him off well the pro the problem was he didn't throw a boomerang in the first movie he threw a bunch in this one (laughs) yeah remember that like yeah he threw a boomerang like half a time in the first movie was that the one where he had like the thing with the pink unicorn wasn't that i don't know was that i think that yes i'm almost positive i think so yeah that character is pretty is pretty which is crazy because he's a he's a pretty good flash villain yeah like i know i know (laughs) in these movies he's like yeah "Yeah, we're killing him off but james gunn during this entire movie pulls the rug out from under you and i really like it because no i I was totally on it sets the tone and it tells you and it's not a just for shock value like we all said it's what they do in these comics right but he sets the tone for you from the beginning he shows you that no one's safe and he and he follows that rule up until the very end of the movie yeah and so uh you know he kind of subverts those expectations and gets you right into it and come to find out there's two teams and i thought he does that a couple times in this movie where you're just like holy crap where you think one thing like i knew these characters were going to die i of course they were going to you i didn't you you knew that margo so to me there are certain actors in this movie where like you're not killing that person Right, it's Margot Robbie. It's Margot Robbie is the only That's one the, where I was like, she'll be fine. Right, that yeah. you know that she is. So <laughs> I, I figured Idris Elba, John Cena were safe as well. Mm-hmm. I figured John Cena was safe because of the show. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I easily I didn't know thought that, that would be. A... Sh- I didn't know he had a show, okay. but I figured they, oh. did, they don't bring in a name like that for one movie yeah i don't know anymore. like the show could have been a prequel which was my I thought guess especially that's what i was thinking as well yeah. when you see when you see this movie and and you wonder what else is amanda waller made do you him do, do you yeah. know who he is you, who his character is who he's the comedian what do you mean so when charlton when dc yeah. bought charlton comics they had the blue beetle they had Ro- not rorschach but had the question and they yeah. had peacemaker and they had uh these different characters yeah and then Alan Moore pitched the idea of Watchmen, and he was like, let me use those Charlton characters yeah. that you just have sitting off to the uh, side. And, and, DC, said, no. and DC was like, no. He was like, 
cool. So he took Peacemaker Got and it. turned him into the comedian. They're, right, yeah. right. That's cool. So I, I just, I love this setup. And I mean, the, it, there was some hilarious stuff in here. TDK with his hands flailing. <laughs> that was and all, really, all the I guards really going, enjoyed what? that. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> just shooting, like loading up his arm, his arms with but bullets. Then, and then you see them all get destroyed, right? Yes. They're shooting the hands and he's bleeding. Blood's coming out of his mouth and people's heads. I mean, the boomerang to to his credit, like he's chopping slicing head, slice, heads. Yeah. Slicing. Michael Rooker uh, has a moment of PTSD and says, nope. Yeah. yeah. And starts to swim away and of course Amanda Waller says I'm going to blow your brains yeah. out and she does like blows his brains out she slipknotted him she did remember yeah, that that's the... right yeah oh that's right she d- I couldn't I knew that there was a character that they didn't did make that's it. the that's the time the one time I can really remember they pulled the rug out from under you where they killed someone off that quickly and right. then you're like oh, that's a cool character and, and then, then boop boop gone yeah. uh so then we flash to the other side of the beach and we see our main characters <laughs> so we, it's Idris Elba King Shark who is like I said Sylvester Stallone Polka Dot Man, who I got to tell you, that actor has must have, must have the record for most appearances in superhero stuff without being the same character. I was thinking about, I was thinking if it was Sean Gunn, but I know that's kind it of a fine be, line. To so walk. he was in The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. He like was police in, yeah, he was in Gotham. What was he was in Gotham? The Flash show as well, right? He was in The Flash show as well. That's okay. correct. He was the voice of Calendar Man in mm-hmm. Batman The Long Halloween, yeah. uh, which is the new animated feature that just came out. And this... And yeah. I think there was another one, but I don't like, but he has been in more superhero stuff, DC related superhero <laughs> stuff without being the same character. He's good in everything he's into. I really like oh, Ant-Man. He's yeah, and, and he's Ant-Man. The, yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah. he like the Russian guy? And yeah. He has some kind yeah. of strong accent. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he's, uh, he's a really good actor. Uh, you know, he has a distinctive look, right? Yeah. Like you cast him and he definitely stands out and like he always, I mean, he plays different characters and all the stuff he does. Like he's right. really... He's not doing the same thing. He's over not. And over. He's no. not just like let's yeah. cast him because he's got a distinctive look. Like right. he really does put on different performance, and I like him. And I, I liked him in this a lot. I think a lot of heart he was and good. humor came from yeah. this role. And and again, another character where you're just like, I mean, they're so meta in this to where the audience is asking, "What do you do? Poke it out, man? You throw polka dots? <laughs> yeah, he's like, right? Yeah I, yeah, I do. And John Cena asks that when they recruit him and they list him in the beginning. <laughs> and it's like does, he does. He no, just he throws, actually throws yeah. polka dots. All right, I, I do think it's interesting that with blood spot. Bloodsport. 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 Yeah. He's basically Deadshot. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's the exact same character arc for him, right? Like it's he's got the, oh, with the daughter with the daughter. Yeah. He doesn't want to join the team. Like I always have to stop and remember which is which. Yeah, they even kind of, their costumes even kind of look so, similar. Like very similar. Yeah, yeah. it's Superman number four. But so so James Gunn was smart. Like Will Smith didn't want to i mean i'm not i don't really know it's not like i was there for the negotiation he could but, not have had an enjoyable experience yeah from my understanding movie. is after that first movie will smith was not interested in coming back and so james gunn finds a character that can fill that position right, right. a similar well, character even, so here's the thing is i don't even think he's a similar character because i don't he's not a he's not a big enough name to have that kind of story arc i feel like this was written for deadshot and Will Smith was like, I'm not coming back. And he was like, well, we can. what's another character that can shoot really well? We'll just throw the same story with him. But honestly, I don't why know. not just recast it? Who cares? I, I, that's a, I, I, I agree with you. Like, yeah. uh, Idris Elba as Deadshot would be fantastic. Yeah. But, but, and also, this character, this this portrayal is a hundred times better than Will Smith. He, like, this, this is what we have been talking about with Idris Elba, right? Like we have yes. said before. Give this man give this the right role. something yes. to do because he has been doing the wrong stuff. Yeah. This is the Idris Elba that is like dope. Like this is the one that should be James Bond. This is the this is the dude that I love. 
But look look at what that has to say about the writer and director. I mean, I know yeah. it's the same person in this movie, but again, Polka Dot Man, Ratcatcher 2, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Rick Flagg. I mean, not saying you could never like him with anyone else, but I mean, look at what they did in the original and look at how Rick Flagg is such a better character, better written, better acted mm-hmm. by the same actor. Like, yeah. that's the cool thing is you see the same person and James Gunn wrote it and said, you do it this way. And it's like those instincts were right. This is the best John Cena has been. Do, Hands down, the best. This John is the best. This is the best he's been since he's yeah. jumped to the. Well, I take that back. He was funny in like what was the Cockblockers? He was good. Cockblockers, train wreck, funny, right? Train wreck. He wasn't but bad in that. It was like one. It's like that, pretty small. Role. That's I the one I like call five it, minutes. But I call that a cameo. But <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's yeah, you're the, right. But train. <laughs> he was great in train wrecked, but that was because it was so playing against type. Like right. it was the shock of seeing him, and he did great in that role. But but as far as like do, acting, right? So not we're just casting John Cena to be John Cena because it's funny. We, we need him because we can't get The Rock. Uh, but no, I no, mean, no. That's like the, yeah, the, yeah. the Fast and Furious problem. Right, like, we right, can't right. get The Rock, so we'll get the <laughs> other guy, I guess. So yeah, John Cena, hands down. So But you see what they did with these characters, and they, they really worked. And even actors that you don't necessarily like and other stuff, you're just like, this is it. This yeah, works. No. But Idris Elba, hands down, yes. This is... He owns this role, and yeah, it's his performance. Yeah. Um, it was cool. He was likable. He got to do the dramatic stuff, right, with the daughter, and 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 the funny stuff with the daughter, right in the mm-hmm. beginning when they're mm-hmm. yelling at each other. No, f you, f you. Yeah. Like that's hilarious. No, right? no, I like, thought yeah. I, I think he he is. This is the guy that we have always yeah. known exists, mm-hmm. but he didn't have the right stuff. So yeah, so they go. The both these teams are tasked with going to Corto Maltese to do something but nobody really knows what they're doing there except yeah. for one person and we'll find out who that person is later um in the process rick flag is captured harley quinn is captured quote-unquote captured well i think now he runs Fla- away and then flag he does yeah because he gets away he's oh like, you're right the, you're the right, comms right. are blocked and he's like waller waller and he's run through the jungle and we find out that's right which I think I think that's the best that, sequence of the movie. That may be one of my favorite scenes in the movie too. Definitely like, my favorite action sequence yeah, in the movie for yeah, sure. I yeah, mean, for it sure. is hilarious and the subverting it's a gr- your expectations. It is, a, it is a great action. It is a perfectly filmed action yeah. sequence, and then the reveal at the end where they're just like, "Oh, yeah, sorry." I don't know if James Gunn is a huge fan of Commando, but it yeah. is literally. Commando and Predator all in one. <laughs> coming out of the bushes yeah. and just blowing dudes away. I'm sure he is. Like, knowing James Gunn's sensibilities, I bet you he is. Like, this is the stuff he grew up with. You oh, know, those yeah. action movies. and yeah. Also written by Jeff Loeb, who was the oh. executive vice president of Marvel Animation, yeah. and he wrote some great and comic DC, books. Yeah. yeah, he wrote the, yeah, some good Batman stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah so they... So anyway, Team A is killed off. Gone. Everybody with the exception of Rick, Rick Flagg and Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn yeah. but, and, and, and we get Harley Quinn is now going to carry Javelin javelin <laughs> i don't the, know why i'm doing it but <laughs> which which i think is hilarious that like Chekhov's javelin that they yeah. planted it and the way that she's in the dark as well again like this movie has a very meta feel to it to where he really knows how to give you these audience surrogates to right. where like the audience is gonna be asking these exact questions and these characters ask those exact questions right some movies we you know with lesser writing we go like all they had to do was give it a line, right? right. Like, like this is stupid, or why didn't they just whatever? And, and James Gunn thinks those things out to where he's like, yeah, I'm going to give it this line. Right? right. And so she's now carrying this javelin that, <laughs> I mean, and that's another. And people ask her, like, what are you doing with that? She's yeah. like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm waiting for a message from God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Or him. <laughs> or him. Or any <laughs> of them. I mean. <laughs> here, That's the other thing is, and we have, we've talked about it before, is the evolution of that character yeah. from the first time we see her 
in the first Suicide Squad where she's over sexualized and she's wearing very small stuff uh, clothing and she's got, you know, the tattoos on her face, which apparently they took out mm-hmm. a tattoo on this because she did not like it yeah. uh, to begin with. Uh, to the Birds of Prey, which mm-hmm. is like a very, you know, the and now we're here. Yeah. And it's, it, I have a problem with them making Harley a hero because she's not a hero. Like, They've been trying to make Harley a trying. hero for the last 10 years. I get this it. Is what they do. She is not a hero. She's not. She's an anti-villain. She, I, well, she's a villain. Well, like, yeah. well, no, but when she's working in this case, she's an anti-villain. What they have done in the comics and these movies is they have tried to rehabilitate. And the TV and, show. Uh, what TV show? Oh, oh, the Harley, <laughs> Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they have tried yeah. to rehabilitate her to being their version of Deadpool. Mm-hmm. That's what they've tried to do. They put her on, you know, Deadpool. You put Deadpool on a cover. He sells an extra 500 issues or whatever. Harley's the same way. But so, tell me, I mean, again, Gunn gives you the scene with the president of, you know, the new president of Court yeah. Maltese where she's not a good guy right like she straight up murders someone because he says he's going to do something bad that's like the textbook definition in cold blood cold-blooded murder yeah too. that's an anti-hero you know what i mean like i think the way oh, he presented no, I... her he shows you she's still not ever going to be a good guy but she's in that case she but she's a bad using... guy you can't help but love she's yeah. using that her bad it. guy tendencies to yeah. kill off bad, bad guys. guys that's bad it. remember guys. it's like yeah. in the mob movies <laughs> yeah. well right. this is a terrible person but he's getting the mobsters right? yeah but yeah she has yeah. She has owned that character. She will probably, I mean, to me, she will probably be DC's version of Hugh Jackman. I don't <laughs> think that she's going to go anywhere. She's going to get that buff? I mean, if she can, she could do it. I'm, it's fine. Uh, but I don't think, she, I think she's going to be this character for the, for the long haul. She is not, they're not going to recast this character. She is going to be Harley from here on out until she says, I'm going to call it a day. Yeah, it's definitely her role until she doesn't want it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Now, right. Justin, so I know you're, you're a Jared Leto Joker guy, right? You like that. I'm I'm slightly uh, apologetic for his okay. uh, his performance. So, I think a lot of it had a lot to do with meddling and wasn't really his fault. I mean, it's not his fault either that he came off as a second rate Jim Carrey Riddler in that movie either. <laughs> um, so, but I mean, so you, since I mean, I, I think Jared Leto is a good actor. So when he's not up to his shenanigans, I mean, we've known we've seen him be a great mm-hmm. actor. So I think direction and writing, I agree, has a lot to do with that. But I was curious about since you are more of a fan of that interpretation. And then, of course, that relationship with Harley is kind of center stage in that movie. Like, what did you think of Harley's representation here? I loved it, actually. I mean, I've, I've been up for, like I said earlier on, like, I don't mind when they slightly alter what came before it uh, in a way. Like, I knew they were going to go a different route with her just based on watching the trailer. The one time that I watched the trailer, by the way, which yeah. is very unlike me going into this thing, I had very low expectations in every possible way. I just wanted to enjoy it. But um, going back to, like, that relationship, I am. I'm not one of the proponents of the whole release, the air cut, though I'd love to see it. I just wish that we got to see their relationship and those characters fully realize the way that they were intended from the original vision. Um, whether people like that version of those characters or not, or whether they're, you know, their version. But, um, but I, I really liked what they did with her here. She was the same Harley, just a little more upbeat. Yeah. I, I really, I like the way they portrayed the character too. And, you know, they, they, I think they showed you how smart she was as far that as the true. stuff that, you know, because remember, she's a psychologist, right? Like she is right, not right, a right. stupid person. And yeah, she's silly and a lot of things are played up for laughs. But this movie keeps reminding you like, no, she is. She's a, she's always whether you th- no matter how crazy you think she is, she's always kind of one step ahead. Yeah. 
of everybody and they just dismiss her because she's this crazy you know she's crazy harley Quinn. she's a girl she's also a girl and she can't defend herself yeah. and, and that scene is that scene the harley scene when she breaks out uh when awesome. she's hanging there yeah yeah that's, that's awesome. all her. Yeah. Do you know that? Oh, yeah. No. She grabs yeah. him by the throat and pulls him up, man. Yeah. Oh, that's all like, her. That's some legs. She's actually right going there. upside down and bending. Because yeah. the so, way they shot it, you don't see her face. I what, thought that has that's to be what, a, There's a re- James, they had said yeah. in an interview, he was like, she did everything. And then we went back and watched the dailies. Her hands were in front of her face. So you can't see her oh. face. And it was the only shot we got. That's it was like, impressive. So then that's all her. That whole cool. scene of her hanging there is yeah. all her doing all of that. That whole stunt thing is wow, her. Wow, that's awesome. But James Gunn was like, I could not believe that we didn't get like the her, her like her arm. I know, right? Because that's and it was yeah. completely by accident. So in that scene, James Gunn gets his old boy homage. He does. Yeah. Sideways hallway when she's going down with the javelin. And that's a badass action. It's sequence. a good scene. And it's a, it's a nice callback to birds of prey. Yeah. In that police department scene mm-hmm. where she's shooting people with the bean bags and it's yeah. like exploding with flowers and stuff like that. Yeah. I like that because in this, like, so you saw it in all the trailers and the marketing material that Harley's going crazy with some guns and you see flowers behind her and you're like, what the hell is going on? But what I love is that the chaos of Harley is represented her in her mind by yeah. flowers and birds are flying around. She's at peace. This is her happy place <laughs> yeah. and she's gunning down bad guys with machine guns. Like yes. that, mow- mowing them down. I like how he presented that. That right. that was her happy place. Right, right. And right. that's how, you know, Harley obviously has been tortured and, and manipulated and everything and it shows Which, you where I mean, her psyche is. It, it does it always drives me crazy when people are just like, Oh, Harley and Joker. It's the this relationship was like oh, Yeah, like no, no nope, it's bad. Totally missing. Like it is all bad. He yeah. tortured that poor woman. It'd be so nice if Ike and Tina Turner <laughs> could get back together. <laughs> I mean I know he's dead, but <laughs> broke her brain and then yeah. But yeah, and so that's the the scene you get in the trailer where uh, Flag and and uh, Idris Elba are just like we're gonna break out, Har- you know, we're gonna break out Harley, and she's already gotten herself out, and she's like, I can go back in if you want. And yeah. He's like, No, it's fine. I like how she tears up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, you came back for me. That's, yeah. so That's sweet. what I mean. Like, and that also shows you like how uh, emotionally tortured she is, and how she's still trying to deal with all this stuff. Like, someone actually cares about me. She's been so destroyed by her right. relationship with the Joker that who never she realizes never actually cared about her, and now you see you've got these people that she just met. Basically, and well, she knows. It, I mean, they definitely allude to the fact that her and Flag know each other. Like, I I took it as she liked him because she just. No. I mean, that was a pretty long hug, man. That yeah, was that's what I'm saying, long. right? Like, I, I like, took uh, it. There's as a that, history there that there was the a two. backstory. Okay, there okay. And well. in the in one of the, I'm trying to think of which version. They are a couple. Like well, they become a couple. And uh, I think it's comics. because, like, you know, when she shows up the first time, you know, it's like, I think, like, she's done this before with the Suicide Squad. That's probably what it is. Could she's be. Been in previous or missions. they're referencing the older movie. Mm. I'm just, I mean, you know. Uh, Could yeah, be, because so, that's just another mission. And yeah, like, in another right. comic. Another, yeah. Um, so we find out that uh, Peter Capaldi is in this movie as the thinker. Yeah. Uh, and he has somehow managed to wrangle Starro, which... I didn't watch the second trailer. I didn't know this character was in this. Movie. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know this was the. Yeah. And when they reveal, so I've like we've reached <laughs> we've reached the point at DC where Starro is in a movie, and that it. I mean, like it's a comic accurate version of yeah. the character. Like it's the exact you know, and it is. A, that's the other thing I wanted to mention is the CG in this is impressive. Yeah, like it's a really good looking movie. King Shark looks great. 
King Shark is another character where you're just like, how the hell are they going to do King Shark? I mean, I and love... we've seen him before. He's been on Flash. I love the Flash, but... You know, the CG and the Come Flash on. is I mean, it's not a TV the, show. Yeah, but the, the CG and the Flash is not the strong suit. I love the show. It's just, you, you, it's like, uh, you know, my wife used to always watch that, um, what was that ABC show with the fairy tales, the Disney fairy Once Upon a Time. Once Upon oh. a Time. She, my kid loves that show. Yeah. Well, yeah. she always, so used, I only know from that. No, but she, she always, <laughs> no, used, no, no, no. It's okay. You could say that yeah, you like no it. Problem. I'm not going to, it's all right. So, so she would always, all right, used to all watch, right, all right. She would watch that and I would watch it with her sometimes and I would be like, Oh my god! The, spe- <laughs> the special effects are like PlayStation One video game cutscene yeah. quality, right? And she's like, "That's the the charm of it, you know." So that's the charm of right. it. That's the excuse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but that's kind of the Flash, though. You see, you watch the Flash for the heart, the actors. Yeah. They're they're so well cast and everything, and in the characters, and it's silly, but it's congratulations it, to Supergirl, which has wrapped up its series. Oh, is Super, that done now? Supergirl's done. Oh, Six wow. seasons. Like, that's that's okay. pretty good for TV. So, anyway, this movie, though, when you're like, King Shark, how are they going to do that? And there are moments where you actually feel. Like, you have feelings about King Shark. And it, you're sad when he says he has no friends. And you're happy when he thinks he finds friends. <laughs> and, uh, like, how did they do that with this big, ridiculous monster? And, I mean... It's the writing, yeah, and the CG is actually good enough. To and and really, the performance, yeah, the performance yeah, yeah. definitely for me stood out a lot. And the eyes, the, the way that he yeah. emoted with his eyes. There's the scene where he's hidden in the back of the bus, yes. and they're yeah. on this mission, yep, yep, and yep. he's kind of covered with like a blanket, and you just see the sadness in his mm-hmm. eyes of him just sitting there, no dialogue, nothing. Yes. It's just a quiet moment, and I'm like, I'm feeling for a giant shark, <laughs> and that's why this movie is succeeding. A hundred percent, exactly. I think that's like that's just a great way to sum it up about this movie. Is you get characters like the polka dot man and rat catcher two and king shark and gun makes you feel because the way they're written and and that's the heart that that you don't get in the first Suicide Squad. No, there's not. There's the first Suicide Squad movie is just, I mean, you can go back to whatever episode number that is. It's devoid of everything. Right. And, and you don't care about any characters. So I know that a lot of them are expendable, but the characters that make it, you want to at least feel like there's some stakes and right. then be happy when they survive. Right? right. And so he does it with these, with these characters. And I think the King shark stuff worked. I think all the other lesser tier and like this movie, like we said in the beginning, all, most of the characters that you know or were expecting to be in the movie are killed off. They kill off the names. <laughs> you know, like Pete Davidson, not saying he's a brilliant actor, but Nathan Fillion, Pete Davidson. That's really uh, Michael Rupert. Flula, Flula Borg. Who's that? Javelin. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's just a funny oh. character. I'm like, I would have liked to have seen his antics throughout the entire movie. Like, he's <laughs> funny, right? So, um, but they kill him off and, and Rooker, right? Which, yep. you know, so and who does he play? Uh, so he is a character, savant, he's, savant he's, right? But he's a Batman villain. He's like okay. a C-list Batman. Villain. I, you know, I and I love Batman, but I'm not familiar with that you character at all. Okay, yeah, I don't think like, I don't know him. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Batman guy, I was, yeah. Like I, the only reason I know him is because like I watched a quick video and like what what issues were these people in? Uh, what time frame is he from? Uh, so like the Bray Fogle, Alan Grant. Okay, right around about around there, I think. Yeah, he just must um, have shown up so randomly at yeah. one point. But then, like Mongal. Is a character from like more recent Superman comics, like she's the daughter of Mongol. Okay, um, but yeah, so like they they think that the, the reason they're there is to get Starro for the U.S. government. Turns out that's not the case. The U.S. government, uh, the US government may have stuff. been doing some bad stuff, and there are hard drives, which I think is re- the way when the gal 
Oh, when whoever reaches in and grabs that hard drive, I was like, well, that was easy. Well, like, that was, was flag. It was like an open thing. He just pulls out a hard drive. I was like, well, that was simple. I mean, that's how I mean. hard drives are docked and based. They're not in true, wires. Yeah. A lot of times they're actually pushed in, and you do just pull <laughs> he just, like, He just reached in. I was like, oh, yeah. I got it. Like, but how do you know exactly where? That's what I thought. It's a huge <laughs> computer bank. He's like, this one. No, that, yeah. I mean, to, to locate it in the server bank, yes. And, and would it all be on one hard drive? Uh, it's going to sound really nerdy, but when, no, you, it wouldn't. when when you have a server set up with a lot of yes, computers, let's not get nerdy in our <laughs> comic book movie. <laughs> well, and this is like obviously I love the movie. This has nothing to do with my enjoyment, but you when you have hard drives in a server, they have what's called a RAID configuration, and so if one drive fails, you can pull the data from that was on that drive from little bits that are split up between other drives. Gotcha. So it's like not really that. Simple. So it's not a hundred percent probably on that drive. <laughs> it, Catch the education I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's for the like two listeners out there that have, you know. Um, but what I like about this is on, on second watch, when you watch the video when Amanda Waller in that, again, hilarious scene where she's briefing everyone and they're asking the stupid questions. Oh, but when man. she shows you the video footage of them finding Starro. Do you see the Americans? Yeah. The American, he never hit it. Okay. You just weren't okay. like paying attention. You're, and they even say it. They say Americans found it. So like he's setting it up and showing you that the Americans found Starro. Now why you would think that they didn't continue to be involved. Like, well, if the Americans found it, why would they just hand it off to someone else? Yeah. Right. So he shows you and you don't think about it again. And then they show you again. They're like, yeah, like we said, we Americans been, yeah. found it. Well, I think, I, I think once we see the, you're right. They, you're, you're totally right now that you said that. But I don't think that we knew the, the torture. And so when, no, of course when, not, the, when the squad walks through or when Rick Flagg walks through that corridor yeah. and there's all of these citizens that have the stars on their oh, face. Man. And that's the big deal is like Starro is this symbiotic uh, starfish, basically. What is that like this slang for a butthole? That was my <laughs> favorite part of the whole movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the first thing I thought, too. And he's, he's like, it's slang for butthole. Do you think that means anything? <laughs> She's just and like, she turns no. Goes, no. no. <laughs> okay, can we talk about... Every hot dog flavored water? Yeah. yeah. Can we talk about Viola Davis in this movie? So she, I th- again... Is it Vi- it's Viola Davis, right? Is I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Is the actor... Yeah, 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 yeah. I just I want to make sure... Because Angela, Angela Bassett actually played this character on the TV show. Oh, really? I think she is... She's Waller on like the Flash. Okay, but we have to talk about how good she is as Amanda Waller. Yeah, and she was good in the first. She's movie. always been good. No, and she's a great actress. But what I mean though is that this character is a horrible, despicable, just awful person so, who will do anything. Yes, to and win the, the character that hits her in the head. Yeah, is a character that she's a she's a major character in the in the Ostrander comic. Yeah, she dies in the comics, and that actually makes Amanda Waller kind of lighten up a little bit. So like her that that character between those two, like it's interesting. You're not going to go. I don't think you're going to see that character going forward. But like, there's a relationship between those two, and it it makes Amanda Waller not be as interesting, mean. But she is terrifying in this yeah. movie, right? Yeah. When you see like the, the anger in her eyes, even before she's yelling toward the end of the movie in the in the final act, like when you just see her looking at the other teammates of hers, when you see her about to flip the switch and press it on Michael Rooker, I mean, she is terrifying. And yeah, in terms of intimidation, I think she's probably the scariest character in the movie. I, oh, <laughs> you're totally right, one hundred percent. And she is phenomenal. So kudos to her and her acting. And 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 I'm so glad they kept her in there, this role. There are. We, I mean, we can probably we're not going to talk about Marvel because they figured out their casting. Uh, DC has done a pretty good job of getting their casting. Maybe not the best actors for said roles, but as far as looks wise, they're pretty spot on. Viola Davis as Amanda Waller is J. Jonah Jameson, J.K. Simmons level. 
perfection. Yeah, she looks off the page. It's Amanda Waller is definitely a more it's okay. she's a beefier character, yeah. uh, but as far as tone and everything, yeah, she is it, spot on, just right off exactly. the page. Exactly. Like, yeah, I, that's a good comparison. So the the so the big thing is Harley gets captured, like we said, and this new. Uh, the new regime, pre- the I new guess. president that basically uh, the old president was this fine. His dad a, wasn't it? No. Oh no no he was just a I think an angry citizen. But the the old president was uh, a dictator, but also like pretty low key, right? Like everyone kind of just went along with it, and there weren't big conflicts with the country, other countries, and everything like this. And so this guy is like, we're gonna. He took over. He wants to weaponize the uh, Starro, Starro uh, and basically anyone who gets in his way is going to go be fodder for Starro. And they present the way that Starro started off very small, and then as he gets more, he shoots off little starfish, and he takes their power, and he grows in size. Right. Uh, anyone that me- that questions him is going to turn into that, and that's when we get you know that big scene of him and harley he like takes her out for the day and they have this wonderful lunch and, and get to know one another and he says you know the people if i marry you the people are going to uh like she's me more basically a vita yeah right yeah. so she she's like the, the the people love what you symbolize and the way that you've got away from your oppression and all Wait, this did joe just reference a musical well a musical based on person i guess maybe he's okay which is more believable that he knows the musical or that he knows the history i mean the musicals are pretty slim shot for joe but... i mean you know it's madonna was madonna in the 90s you i definitely watched that didn't she win an award for that uh she, she may have been nominated for sure there there it was there it possibly was. i knew she was recognized yeah so anyway, uh, so it, it basically comes down to this is the moment we said earlier was he's like, you know, I want you to be my wife and everything. And, and they they have sex and like stuff is caught on fire and stuff. I thought that was really funny. But then I also on the second viewing noticed like, oh, look at those guns they crashed into. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. laying around the ground. That's interesting. Yeah. But uh, he, she says, so what he are you going to comment about children? Yeah. What and, are you going to do with this weapon? And he's like. Well, I'm going to use it to rule by fear. And, and yeah, if anyone, she goes, what if someone doesn't like what you're doing? Them and everyone they know and their children are going to be put in <laughs> and there. he turns around and he puts a, put, she puts a hole in his Boom. chest. Which, again, another one of those, pull the rug out from under you. I didn't see that coming. I do like where she's like, I've learned to detect red flags. And, and killing children, that's kind of a, a red big flag. red flag. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we find out that the the real mission here is that Peacemaker, the John Cena character, has been tapped with getting this hard drive back to Amanda Waller so they could destroy it. Yeah. And they're not there to destroy re- Starro. No, they're they're there to cover up right. any evidence of U.S. involvement. And you get a pretty good fight sequence between Joel Kinnaman and John Cena. Now, I will say, Joel Kinnaman, not the greatest actor in the world, but he does have a fight sequence. I've said this before. It's at the end of the movie Safe House with Ryan Reynolds that is one of the best knockdown, drag out fist fights hmm. you've uh, you'll ever see. Wow! Like, and I like Safe House. I think Safe House. I like is Safe a fu- House. It's yeah. a fun movie. That's a solid B. But the, movie. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But not that, B level. B like it's a good yeah, yeah, action yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, that fight sequence between him and Ryan Reynolds is astounding. Okay. So when Joel Kinnaman was tasked with this fight, I was like, oh man, this is going to be good. That like, helmet that, shot's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's the helmet shot. Mm-hmm. The yeah, where you can see him fighting in the helmet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I yes. love that so yes. much. I, 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 you know, that's the thing with with Gun. You're gonna get like when they. What is it? When they get on the no, no. I mean, just when you enter the movie and look at Rooker and it's upside down and he turns the camera, uh-huh. you're gonna get these visual flourishes like 
gun i mean i think with guardians 2 especially all of his stuff has looked really good but in guardians 2 you he stepped his be- game up in guardians you got some 2. beautiful yeah. shots in guardians 2 and I, I saw him experimenting with the camera doing shots that you don't typically see in the big blockbuster movies so you get that when when we say he's an auteur. i think this might be the most visually interesting of the dc movies without question yeah I easily that. easily yeah. i completely agree it's bright at times uh everybody's co- everybody's costume pops harley her makeup pop and her makeup kind of goes like starts to the her skin tone starts to fade a little bit mm-hmm. and i couldn't tell if that was just you know maybe she worked pretty hard that day and the makeup was starting to run a little bit well, but you like, see well, yeah like, i liked that well, you, know, you see it throughout the movie that the makeup starts to run it starts to smudge her lips yeah, are smudged exactly. throughout well i think i movie, meant so. like her actual skin tone like so she oh. has like that pale skin tone but as the movie progresses it starts to get a little bit more flesh colored I think and, uh, that makes yeah, that's sense. probably just from a hard day's work. That's what, <laughs> right, right, right. But I was like, no, yeah. they John McClane did. John McClane did. McClain Reverse it. John McClane did. Right. Um, so yeah, but like, so maybe it's because she starts to feel loved see, and a part of that a team. is what I was glad that they didn't even like. That's what I was afraid they were going to oh, do, God. and I was like, oh, don't do that. <laughs> now she's a good guy. Yeah. Now. And her so, hair is totally blonde now, and not whatever. Yeah. But that action sequence is phenomenal. Again, like I think with the javelin, they gave Harley a lot to do. And the other thing people are mad about is like, oh, they have Harley Quinn. They just treat her like blah blah. blah. It's like she's not the main character. They keep comparing the detractors compare this to Birds of Prey, and it's like that's the Harley Quinn movie. Right. right. She is in, a, in an ensemble team here, and for the part that she gets. But is if this struggles at the box office, they'll change the name to Harley Harley Quinn, Quinn and, and, and the, the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Yeah. yeah. Which is a comic. Like, it was a comic. She was the... When the first movie came out, they relaunched Suicide Squad with, like, Jim Lee on art and a top name writing the book. Granted, Jim Lee didn't last very long on said comic, but... Well, yeah, because he can't keep up. Can't do it. It was monthly. <laughs> yeah. gonna... if, it was, if, it was, if it was quarterly, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so but they she break... was, like, the front, of the front and center of that team. So, I mean, there's a whole part in the middle where they go to a bar and they, they meet the thinker. I think that bar sequence is really good. You get Man- you get Mantis in there up on stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you get, you get some Floyd, boob. You get some boob. You get, you get Floyd boob. Kaufman. You get is, some... Yeah. You get, but there's something for the ladies and, yeah. and there 8 is to 10% g- of the men. You get giant some, wiener. You get then that hilarious scene with my buddy my buddy jeff goes was he wearing pants no no he was definitely not and it's like if you haven't seen this movie i don't even want to spoil that part of it but it's magnificent that whole pull the the rug out well i mean (laughs) it could be i'm not saying anything against it but as far as the reveal of that that comedics the comedic reveal at the end of that sequence is great yeah but Um, i do like this so we talked about Lloyd Kaufman. Or Lloyd Kaufman. He's in the jail scene in the first Guardians. Yeah. Uh, and he's here in the bar. Yeah. So yeah. And he you is also like, get your Mantis cameo. Yes, mm-hmm. correct. So you, you, we know that like trauma was a big deal for James yeah. Gunn. Yeah. And he has, you know, shown his his mentor some love, which I always appreciate. Is like he didn't, you know, forget where he came forget from. Forget where he came Absolutely. from. Right. Like he he showed him. I think but, you. This this is a good sequence, and I like that the team they start to lighten up. They're starting to become a team. And we know that flag and bl- and. and Bloodsport mm-hmm. are friends, and they show it yeah. here. I do like that scene in the very beginning where they rattle off Idris Elba's qualifications, and then they rattle off John Cena's yeah. qualifications. And are he you, was like, "He's the same." And he was like, "Well, he'll he'll, he'll have do it a go with me." Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do they say, "Are you having a laugh?" Yeah. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Right. He, you you said everyone is qualified for their particular skill. <laughs> the, he does the exact same thing I do. My <laughs> only complaint there is like, then they they would have put them on other on different teams right you know what i mean like right. you would have been but like 
you even would, things out a little you bit. You would divide up <laughs> those skill sets. Because you don't know which team was going to be successful. Right. And team A was caught off guard yeah. because they were sold out by Black... What, who is uh, it? Black Pete Black. Davidson. Black guard? Black guard. Black guard. Yeah. yeah. So you're right, though. If you were going to have like kind of equal teams... Right. Were, but, but I love that back and forth, though. And that's kind of the uh, Statham and Rock thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. doing the Statham and Rock thing. Except but I didn't this think worked. that they were going to make out. <laughs> yeah, no, right, no, right, and, right. And then this worked, right? But I love that. And they're like, well. <laughs> I really want to see a movie where somebody finally does that and then they just, just kiss. start going at it. <laughs> they just <laughs> yeah. totally fall in love. Just, yeah. Just owning it. So yeah. so that was a really good sequence. And then, so in, in the end, they basically they have to. They want to take out Starro. What happens is Starro gets out. Yeah. And he's destroying Corto Maltese. And the entire time, Idris Elba's like, I'm not a leader. I'm not a leader. And of course, at this moment, he snaps into being a leader. He's directing people where to go. Uh, heart, they, rat catcher like, sends all the rats after Starro. And they cut open Starro's eye. And this is where Harley's like, this is what I was supposed to do. Well, this is, I mean, and like, you comes get some, in with the javelin. You get some, I have to bring up that scene, too. That I just have to mention the, the visual of her being inside that yeah. eyeball. Yeah. With the rats. I'm a huge rat person. Yeah. I used to breed rats. I just love them so, so much. And to see a hero, Sebastian, being in all these rats <laughs> going in and killing this giant kaiju, for me, like, I was literally wetting myself in my theater seat over this. I just loved that. And that slow-mo shot of Harley just floating in the eyeball, kind of just, like, looking dazed and looking around with all these beautifully done CGI yes. rats, like, floating Towards stuff to eat away, I like literally was in heaven. And, and the cinema score, heaven with this. Thing. The score, yeah, is it was gorgeous. It was okay. beautiful. Every flashback and and the the most heart from this movie comes from Ratcatcher two. And when Ratcatcher two talks about her father in the past in these flashbacks, you get this gorgeous score that comes back at the end and comes back in the end credits. Um, and uh, Taika Waititi plays yep. her dad, which yep. is which is cool that he got him in there. And uh, it was also a really nice way they depicted the father because the father was a drug addict right. and he ends up overdosing, but they also present pre- present the father as a loving father. They didn't go, Oh, stereotypical, you know, druggy dad that didn't care about his daughter. Like he presents that just because people are drug addicts doesn't make them necessarily a bad hey, person. He's got a problem. He's, he still loves his kid. Yes. And I love that. I think the representation for people that are struggling because addiction, I have a different take on that. Yeah. I had a, <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Just I was married to a no, junkie, but, but so <laughs> that doesn't. No, 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 no that doesn't mean and they I all... don't think she loves her kid. No, 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 no. Now that's not what I said. I didn't say it's a one case for all. What I said is not necessarily. Yeah. I love it because in movies, drug dealers are sure it's shorthand the for, bad for right. the bad guy, right? And so I thought that was really beautiful and touching what he crafted sure, with them. Sure. And when she's telling Bloodsport the story on the bus and gets teary eyed about her father, I thought that was great. That and was then, some of the stuff that I thought you could have gotten rid of no absolutely i hear, I, I hear you i mean your for, opinion but yeah in my mind 100 percent no i thought that was beautiful and when she flashes back and you see that scene of them on top of the building and he says rats are the lowliest of creatures and if they have a purpose then but so every, do we all but everyone oh has my. a purpose right isn't it like we all have a purpose and that's as she's like sending no, all that, Yeah, these, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If rats are the lowliest of creatures and if they have a purpose, then so do we all. Is beautiful with that score in the background. Uh, I thought that was a great moment. And uh, she's the MVP of this movie. I think she's phenomenal. And uh, 100%. And, 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 and like Justin said, the imagery with the rats. I mean, Harley Quinn has this javelin, has been searching for the purpose. And Bloodsport says, you go up top. And she goes onto the rooftops. Poke it out, man. I mean, everyone gets their moment. That's yeah. the other thing I was trying to catch on. Yeah. Every moment member of this team this new team well that's the advantage of keeping it small right like when you the the old team 
from the first movie. I mean, you had six right. or seven characters, so you can't give them all a moment. You didn't have the ability to do that kind of exactly, thing. No, no. Exactly, exactly. So when and you, here, when you, and you're when even you removing tri- Peacemaker, you know, like and, they take and Flag, out, and then yeah, and then he takes out Flag. So, but but you get the but one, when you trim that down, you're able to give every you yeah. know four characters their moment. So Polka Dot Man, who again another hilarious bit where he always sees his mom because he's traumatized by her. Um, <laughs> oh, Bloodsport yeah. goes, "She's your mom," <laughs> and he looks up and it's a giant. His mother, like the, like I God, swear to God, guys, in the theater that moment, the entire audience. Yeah. It was a packed house on the floor dying. They lost it. Yeah, it's a good it's, it's it a good one. It was insane. It was it was so amazing a, to see. It's a great moment. And Katie, my wife loved. She thought that it was hilarious like that bit with the yeah. she's like she's awesome. Um so anyway, so Polka Dot Man takes out her ankle and then you see the star Starro's like limb is cut off and then um uh Ratcatcher 2 sends all well, the Well, well the first uh King Sharks, he's like, "Hey, that's gr- that's that's well, grub yeah. or that's food. Num, num, no, num, that's num num. And yeah. he's like, oh really? And he runs. And he, of course, the entire monster time, num, king, num. king shark yeah. has been trying to eat the <laughs> everything. Entire, yeah, everything. Monster like, num num. And he and runs, runs off, off and starts. And attacking. I agree. Sylvester Stallone, perfect casting, right? Like, I'm gonna say this: my alligator mouth is going towards King Shark and not Groot. I'm just gonna say oh, that. Way more memorable. Love King Shark. Yeah. I literally I'm so pissed that I have to buy like all of those McFarland yeah. toys just to get King Shark, but I'm gonna do it. King- it's a hundred bucks. I'm doing it. King Shark greater than Groot. I agree. I mean the character Groot I like, but the yeah, King Shark is great in this. So but, but yeah, and then so Ratcatcher two sends all the rats and then Harley's up on the rooftop. She we finally see the opening. The path is like basically you could have been lit up with arrows sure, pointed sure, at the, sure. the rooftop. It's going straight at the eye and she lunges in there with the javelin the rats come in like justin said start gnawing away at stars insides and they defeat it but what i also like here too is the way james gunn presents starro right i think that line is touching that Which starro line? says at the end before they die what does he say i was happy floating looking oh at the stars. yeah 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 Starro was just an alien floating around in space causing no harm. That's, that's kind of a nod to, from my interpretation, to the Martian Manhunter. Okay. Because the Martian Manhunter, in the comics at least, was brought to Earth on accident. And then he got stuck here because there was nothing left for him to go to. Yeah. So I just I was like, oh, we almost had that. Well, we had that character in Justice League. Yeah. And now they kind of reference another alien that was just like, I just want to be back but- out. But I think that's, again, James Gunn and his... Totally. Anyone else would just be like, big bad guy, blow up, save the day, right? But James Gunn's like, look, this is a creature that was tortured and experimented on for 30 years. And of course he's mad and wants to break out and this is my city now. But like... They look at all that they went through, and so I love that when he's like, "I was happy just doing what I was doing." Right. You did this to me. You created a monster. <laughs> I also do like that they have to tell you that once the mini stars are on those people's faces, like that's it. They're not yeah, coming back from that. We're not. Safe. So we're not doing the thing. We where can you kill murder the all of them, and yeah. it won't yeah. matter. They're like, walking. I was like, well done. Yeah. Well, that's pretty. They say they're corpses, and, and that and that right. That's right out of the the schlock level B movies yeah. that he was doing at Troma. Like that imagery of them with all the yeah. stars on their faces and the giant eyeballs walking yeah. around and getting offed. Like that's that's his pedigree of coming, like being a huge horror guy. That's from his past of being there with those trauma movies. And he's implementing all of the same things here, just with a bigger budget and more know-how. Yeah. And I loved that as being a schlock lover. Like, hey, man, he's given something for everyone here. And, and if you love those kinds of 
straight to video crappy trauma horror movies like you're gonna love that scene yeah so much. i totally and, agree and look at totally his, agree. look at his homage when they're doing the experiments when they first go to starro and oh, the people, so their good. faces are missing and the stars are like have their little mandibles uh-huh, like on them uh-huh. people's bodies are cut in half all the experiments right yeah that is so straight out of the trauma book Absolutely. like all that gory grossness yeah, that's down definitely. there definitely but yeah i mean and oh and i have to say too blood sport who i think is a really cool character in idris elba we've already mm-hmm. commended him on his portrayal but with those guns Bloodsport has this like tactical outfit and he has weapons that are like not they don't look like weapons but they're all over his his body he takes them off like seamlessly when he's mm-hmm. in the middle of a fight and uses them to whatever advantage tactical advantage he needs so he can just pull off guns he can then attach them together and make huge guns that he shoots Starro with you know he can throw things I, I thought his arsenal and the imaginative like the creativity yeah, of that yeah. the way that he visualized that was phenomenal I don't know why that thing spun but it's cool, right? Yeah, that's, but the, but I think the way that's it, why it's fun. He pulled off. He has flamethrowers. Yeah, it's for the toy. It's for the toy. That's exactly right. Right. Have a toy, right? Totally it's right. rated R, but they still got to make toys. You're right? totally right. And we have to mention right before was it before they beat Starro though the showdown with Peacemaker. Yeah, he comes crashing. The building has been. I thought destroyed. that was the most comic booky thing in the best possible. Yeah, way. the charges go off. He's falling down three levels of the building. I thought he was going to land on Peacemaker, like knowing guns, <laughs> sensibilities, yeah. and everything. So, but they kind of already did that gag. Yeah, when uh, they take out Polka Dot. Uh, that's true. Polka Dot Man. I mean, bites they had it. just yeah. done it like th- like. But I I had to ask in terms of that visual have we ever seen that in a movie before because when I was watching that I was like man this is really original with him going down every charge level by level going through I I don't think I've seen it before I I think it does exist and I can't I like my all right uh, maybe I I don't think that exact visual but but like I keep thinking of like shooting in a circle like shooting the floor out from underneath somebody and dropping down and then dropping down it sounds familiar, but I don't. I don't think we've seen it like this, and I really liked it how he superhero landed on it, and then that momentum kept going. Yeah. But anyway, I thought he was going to crush Peacemaker. He doesn't, but Peacemaker has uh, Ratcatcher too dead to rights. He's already killed Flag, and she knows too much, and he's just basically like, "I'm sorry, kid." And they have the standoff, and earlier. Peacemaker, you know, goes on about you know who the the dick measuring contest. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm I'm I can shoot better. I can shoot more dead center than you. How do you do that? Smaller bullets, which was hilarious. <laughs> and then they go face off, and there's a slow motion them each shooting at the same time. And Idris uh, Elba blood uses, sports bullet is a smaller small, bullet rips through the middle of Peacemaker's yeah. and shoots him in the throat. and yep. he's bleeding out. And I just thought that was a really cool looking. No, sequence. I thought it was very a very good looking scene. Yeah. The only thing that I will say is. We know the Justice League exists in this world because okay. Superman is referenced. The reason yeah. Bloodspot or Bloodsport is in jail is because he puts Superman in the ICU with a kryptonite bullet. Straight out of the comics. Straight out of the comics. All the all the you know detractors online were so right. mad about that. It's like this is from That's in a a, issue. It is in like, an issue. I posted yes. on Facebook. I'm like, yeah. this is the. <laughs> See, I didn't care that it was from a comic. I still didn't like it and thought it was stupid. But that's me. But I mean, like, but, but he's but he's still pulling it from the the yeah, canon. Course. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, maybe stupid, but they have a problem with like they're just like oh you're ruining blah 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 it's like but wait a minute he's it's, this isn't the it's history the, it's of, the same argument of yeah. superman snapping zod's neck right uh-huh. like i'm not a huge fan of that but it's in the books he kills the three kryptonians in the yeah. john Byrne superman stuff starro is destroying this you know there's a giant starfish that is attacking this town and superman doesn't show up or no is other he still in the icu or no I mean, he dead shots or dead shot blood spot blood sports in jail at this point. Like the reason he's in, no, we don't he's know out. for how long. For how long I guess that's recover? true. We don't but, know if he okay. just got. So we know yeah. Superman exists, right? 
So we know that Wonder Woman exists. We know that's this is the problem with every superhero movie. Why didn't eight thousand? Why didn't eight thousand other superheroes (laughs) come to? I mean, guess what? Maybe they're maybe he's against Lex Luthor. Maybe Wonder Woman's fighting. What you know what I'm saying? No, maybe he's taking a nap. Maybe, maybe there's also a Green Lantern. So I mean, I mean, what's the time zone difference? We don't know. But we but we could use that argument. Yes, every and that was apparently that was the pitch that James Gunn originally threw out there. Is that the Suicide Squad was going to be hunting Superman mm, in gotcha. this in his in this version, which they are now doing in the video game? Interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. that does look cool. So uh, anyway, um, basically, so that Amanda Waller doesn't uh, kill them all, uh, De- Bloodsport uploads the data from the hard drive, and he says, "This is what we've got. You either let us all walk free, or this makes its way to the press." the American involvement and the star stuff. And so, and, and I love that where she goes, see, I told Fine. you I'd make you a leader. Right. Agreed. And right. then just signs off. They all get away. Uh, Weasel's still alive. I do love the scene. <laughs> that was hilarious. Of course. I, I was so upset we didn't get more of him in the movie. I, I know. Because I, I only saw the, the first trailer one time. I was like, yeah. dude, are we going to get this character like yeah. throughout the whole movie? Then no. <laughs> but what we but did. Did you guys see that someone like picked out that you could see his genitals in the movie? I didn't see his balls. <laughs> I, I didn't see any did, genitals but, there. But, but you but. got to admit, though, what we got of Weasel was pretty great. Like It was just enough. The whole thing. What what is that thing? Is that a, a dog? It's no, what it's a werewolf. Of, no, but but the dog thing. Oh, Pete yeah. Davidson is that a dog? What kind of dog do you think that? <laughs> I is? I don't know all the breeds. I don't know all the breeds. Is that a werewolf? Harley. I love werewolves. Like I love it that Rick Flag is. Looking I've always wanted idiots. to meet a werewolf. Yeah. Oh my god, I love he's that looking scene at these so idiots. Like it's so funny. And then at the end, I think it's great that he just you've long forgotten up. about yeah, Weasel, right. and then uh, the like immediate pre-credit scene is him coughing up water, and then the way that uh, Sean Gunn, who does the motion yeah. capture, runs away, runs. <laughs> away with his hand like, da, da, away. Da, 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 da. it's so funny i i thought that was great i thought his head was gonna explode because he wasn't part of the oh deal. sure 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 but they keep him alive and then we go to post-credit scenes which is just, i mean there's only one it yeah, was just post-credit scene. yeah they they reveal that peacemaker is alive mm. and we don't even know what's gonna happen you know we know there's an hbo series coming uh, we don't know what that's going to yeah. look like, but, but he's going like, to team, he's gonna we... team up with the question and he's going to team up with Blue Beetle and Nightshade <laughs> and Captain Adam and they're going to have their own little team. But they say, like, why do we need to keep this a-hole alive who basically just tried to kill, like, stop them from saving the world? And they're like, oh, only to save the world. So there's right. some some kind of huge threat. Something. Going on. Yeah. yeah. They're all there's always going to be a threat. I thought so, this was a blast. I, thought this, I think this is. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. There are some things that I wasn't a huge fan of, but if this is the tonal shift that we're trying to do with DC, I am on board. I think this is Guardians. If we are are getting away from the Chris Nolan and the Zack Snyder, I am on board with this. They've already kind of done that with Shazam. Had its Shazam own tone. and Aquaman fit Both in this had its universe. Own tone. I would yeah. agree with that. Right? Absolutely. Like, like these are bad guys. So they're doing crazier, more villainous stuff, but the tone of it overall would feel like it lives in the same universe. Yeah. Just like how Marvel, the films are different, but they feel like, Oh, this is cohesive. These right. are all MCU movies. Yes. This fits right in there with the stuff that's already got sequels. Shazam two, Aquaman two, Suicide Squad, like this, can continue and yes. grow their brand. Yeah, hopefully they have. We are gonna find new life. We don't, you know. There's the J.J. Abrams, Tanahasi Coates, Superman. We don't know what that is the yet. Flash is the next big the one. Flash is, is the next one. Really and exciting. Then, I know Justin's excited with Michael. Yeah, Keaton. you're looking at my eyeballs right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean that Flash movie is really. I mean that could make or break like it could be great it will make or break like, like that it's gonna go one of listen two as long as i see one scene which i know i'm gonna get more than one scene maybe of keaton in the suit fighting yeah. no i know for sure he's definitely i know 
bleeding. I, I think we'll see him in the suit. For how many times we see him in that fighting, suit? Fighting, though, yes, also. Well, yeah. the suit's on the yes. teaser. They teased his. The, yeah, he's the fighting. Emblem. There's 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 a whole action sequence. I'm yeah. not going to okay. spoil it. I'm, I'm so you know. excited. No, real... As long as I get that, I'm like, I don't care about the rest of the movie. I'm <laughs> yeah. just being straight up with you. I don't care. There you go. Um, but I, I do want to comment yeah. what you guys were saying in terms of like the juxtaposition or the shift within DC. I think people are forgetting that you know they they took a chance already on a filmmaker with the the Joker movie and showed that they are willing to let a filmmaker portray a true vision, regardless of what it is, whether it's daring or not. And that succeeded as well. And I think this is just following in step with that and showing that they're willing to let finally let willing to let filmmakers do their own thing. We know that the first suicide squad movie was beholden to studio, uh, well shenanigans, if you will, and got a, a mediocre movie because of it. And finally they're just like, here, they gave a, a talented filmmaker a project and said, do whatever you want with this. And I think we as viewers and fans benefited from that so much. So I have to applaud DC mm-hmm. finally. And I, w- whether you liked Snyder's cut of Justice League or not, that's another indication that they're finally like, hey, we just got to take a step back and let these people make these movies with these characters, regardless if we think of it the same way. And we've we've benefited. So I'm super excited about that. I'm just... As a fan, as a movie viewer, I'm just super happy about it. Yeah, I agree. I I think as long as they have somebody to maybe rein some people in that need to be reined in without damaging. Or you hire people that don't need to be reined in. I think everybody needs to be reined in. Well, James Gunn, I mean, look at him as a filmmaker. He, He would seem like the type. That would need to be, but they didn't, and I think the film benefits from that. That's I don't know. I, I would, I would agree with 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 James Gunn. I would agree. You were but maybe, absolutely but, right. But you don't rein in Scorsese. You don't rein in Spielberg. You, you should know. have with the Irishman. Okay, but but I'm, <laughs> but, but, but I'm saying is that <laughs> I didn't say I didn't like it. It didn't need to be four hours long. But you might they like at, like a hundred percent of the movie. Chop it in half. <laughs> it may not be perfect, but you get more hits than misses. So maybe that, that, that's I, your compromise. Yeah, let that, them do maybe, what they want and maybe. get more of a. You know, more of a thing than a chopped up Frankenstein's monster. I think you got a better shot at getting a good movie out of trusting a filmmaker who's already made good movies Mm -hmm. than you are out of trusting a room full of suits that don't read this stuff. Yep. They don't care about this stuff. When it comes to the comics, I think you're 100% right. You have to trust the people that love the source material because they're looking at things on a financial level. And I mean, they, and they, they need to look at it as these comic books are basically like, it's, it's your a, blueprint. It's your test market. Yeah. yeah. You've are like you've these issues have been out. They've you've already known whether or not people reacted positively or negatively to these stories. You've you've already done your test market on this stuff. You already have your answers. Why are you questioning them? Right. It's it you you can't yeah, they can't get out of their own way. Yeah. yeah. They really can't. So well, I guess uh, that's it for this one. Let's go around the table, and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joey. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And Justin, where can everybody find you? We are at Epic Film Guys everywhere on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to check out our show, EpicFilmGuys.com. Awesome. And uh, I'm Tom, and you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and of course, don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoiler. So that's it for this one. I guess next week is what? Free guy? Free guy. And uh, so that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Major General Warden exonerates the survivors. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already warned you. Better watch out. It's going to ruin.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 